3: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we talk about Blizzard entertainment and their very many games. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host, and with me this week are two just amazing co-hosts. Neither of them bitten by radioactive spiders. They're just here being good. Uh, First up, I'm going to introduce him first because, you know, I'm going to throw him in a swimming pool sooner or later. It's Mitch. Hey, Mitch. What's up? I am Mitch.
2: He is Mitch.
1: Hi. Don't don't Groot it, though, man. Don't don't turn that into all you say.
2: It's not going to be. I just, you know, that's my entrance. I also kicked down a door as I said that. But you couldn't couldn't hear that because you not hear it sound and stuff.
1: All right. So that's what you're up to becoming a wrestling character.
2: Uh wrestling character slash Anduin fan. Fan a uh, a fanduin. <laughs> so... Oh my god. Uh... I'm gonna introduce Anne so she can make fun of you.
1: Also with us this week is Anne Stickney, and he called himself a fanduin. <laughs>
3: I can't decide if that's clever or if I hate you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's I what honestly my mom am in physical says. pain. Like seriously, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to hear the word fanduin. Hi. 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 I'm imagining Fanduin win, win, as in he wins by being a Fanduin. It's like, oh God, it gets worse.
3: You know what (laughs) I forget every time? Um, I hit I hit 110 on my Nightborn, so I got my armor and everything, which is cool. But you know what I forget? Like every time, and I shouldn't forget this because I just hit 110 on the Death Knight like not too long ago. But um, there's a lot of stuff to do when you first hit 110. Like when yeah. you hit 110, all of the bells and whistles go off at once, and all of a sudden you have a bunch of like reminders to go here, go here, do this thing, also this other thing. And by the way, in case you didn't notice, Argus and, and it just like goes on and on and on. And I tend to forget. Yeah. How you you much get of a them out at is. once. Too. Yeah, that's so the thing. That's the thing. You, you don't game.
2: actually know what the order is. Like, it's just it,
3: a pile yeah. of stuff. On the one hand, it's very overwhelming. <laughs> like
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: It wasn't as overwhelming on the Death Knight. And I think it was because with the Death Knight, I was playing a brand new class. So I had a very specific to-do list of, okay, I need to go here and do the stuff on the Broken Shore so that I can get the class mount because I want to do that quest line. And also I want the class hall quest line. And that requires doing this other thing. All right. So I had like all my ducks in a row, right, with the Death Knight? With a Nightborn, it's just another rogue. I just leveled another rogue. So when I got to 110, the first time I got to 110 with a rogue was my main that I leveled like at the beginning of Legion, and there wasn't the pile of stuff. There was yeah. go to Suramar and do the Suramar things, because that's, that's where everybody was at, right? So this time around, it presented me with the pile, and I just... I I was like, wow, okay, on the one hand, this is a lot of information to process all at once. On the other hand, wow, this is kind of a refreshing change from Warlords. Because when you hit hit 100 in Warlords... Go to these two places and fight. You 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 got like a you got like a couple of things and I think like the garrison thing played something that was like hooray you're max level go open a shipyard or something I don't know oh, that, 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 really, that, yeah, was that was late, that late even in the expansion the early yeah. in the expansion it was hooray you're 110 and then I, I remember or not 110 you're 100 when I, hit, when I hit that with my first character in Warlords I hit it and I was like okay well now what
1: well yeah because that didn't even have like I mean, I just did the same thing on my Lightforged. There was um,
3: there was the Garrison campaign, so there was like three quests to go do with Rexar out in the middle of nowhere because that's yeah, but... what opened up and the that was about it. The
1: problem with the Garrison campaign stuff too is that if you didn't get the quest because they weren't just they didn't just walk up to you, yeah, they were all around your Garrison and you had to go look for them, yeah, and there was I remember there was one that was like in the Druid tree.
3: Oh, yeah. oh
1: God. yeah, you could just never find like the guy wasn't around properly. Like when I hit one ten on the on the Lightforged, I forgot about like half the stuff you could do. Like I still haven't been out to Suramar on that character.
3: Yeah, but there's, there's like, stuff no reason to do out to. there. There is stuff to do out. Yeah. There. Oh no, it's there.
1: There's you can do the whole Suramar thing. You can do the Broken Shore. Uh, you can do invasions. You can do Argus. Um, and this and you keep in mind. I'm just talking about your level one ten and your soloing. This is all stuff you can do. I'm not even talking about going to mythic dungeons. I'm not talking about raiding or hitting LFR. Uh, I'm purely talking about just, you know, you hit 110 and stuff starts popping up. You The, the, the journal comes up, too.
2: If every time I hit 110 on a new character, which admittedly isn't super often because, as I've said before, not really a fan of leveling, um, I have to, like, I have to Google what I actually want to do, like, to figure out. Okay, what do I need to do to start doing my, you know, class stuff? What exactly do I have to do to unlock this specific part of the Broken Shore or Argus again? Like, there are you, you get everything all at once, and you know, if you do it, yeah, you'll unlock it. But there's specific things that I just I don't remember what to do to I unlock came them. Up,
3: I came up with a game plan for my rogue because once I hit 110, I realized okay, I don't really actually have to finish the class hall quest line because I did that already, and I have that title. I don't need to do the class mount quest line because I did that already on my other rogue, and I have all the mounts for all the specs, so I don't need to do that. So what do I need to do with this character? And then I thought about it, and I went, okay, well, I need to unlock Argus so that if any world quests pop up that have the Army of the Light reward tokens, the rep reward tokens, I can do that world quest and then send the reward to my other rogue who is still trying to get that last elephant, the last elephant, out of the paragon box. That's like the only one she's missing and I'm still trying to get it. So whenever any of those rep things pop up, the world quests, I do them on all of my alts and send all of the rep tokens over to my rogue who does them all, gets a chest, opens it and is immediately disappointed. (laughs) So I had to do that. And then I also had to collect coins of air so that I could cash in on the 5,000 gold I can get every week as a rogue. And that's yeah, about I, it, I, really. I've
2: doing that on my rogue. <laughs> that's
3: about it, really. I've also been kind of like farming the gear tokens, but not too seriously. And yeah, I mean.
1: I'll, I'll be upfront. The yeah. reason I'm doing, the uh, reason I have all these 110s, and I currently, I, I currently have them all out on the Timeless Isle. That's where everybody except my main is, and I just <laughs> the every week. Aisle? Oh, yeah, oh. Every, every week I Ordos. rotate on kill Ordos as many times as possible. Uh, get nothing, or get the best part is when I get something from someone else. Like I got the plate helmet from somebody else, and not the shoulders with my name on. It. And uh, I just kill him a whole bunch of times. I need a one ten because one hundreds can't really kill him without taking mass- massive amounts of damage. You kind of have to be 110 so that the damage doesn't kill you.
3: Yeah, uh, it's hard to just, do at 100. You can do it at 100, but it's difficult.
1: Yeah, it was, the 110s just blow through them. So I have about, um, I think I have like two 110 Death Knights, uh, one 110 Paladin, and then about six 110 Warriors that I have out there, and then my main, who's a Warrior also doesn't isn't out there i just bring i bring her down like every time oh it's, i should yeah i'll fly down there and then because she the thing is my main is not my original main my original main did all the quests but this character didn't do any of them so every week i just go up to chromey and be like hey teleport me to the timeless isle i'm totally going to do that quest now and then i drop the quest when i get there
2: so i have a free oh, teleport. oh that's nice i have a free I, teleport yeah i totally forgot you could do that that's clever actually
1: so her, she can get there pretty quickly, uh, and the rest of them I just keep there. Like my original main is sitting there on that island. He's real bored, uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I do with them. And then I've like sometimes like the late forged. I'm actually playing him now because he's. I think he's going to be my main in uh, in battle at least until I get something else. Like you know, there's they're going to have a bunch more allied races, so I'm going to see what I want to play there. You but, want yeah. a
3: Cultarian Druid, don't you?
1: I'm thinking about it. That actually um, kind of leads into fun. the
3: news a little bit because um, flight form, right?
1: Yeah, actually, we should. Yeah, you know, we'll just talk about top stories now. Um, one of the top stories is they announced uh, last week, just just after we did the show, I think. They announced the uh, the Kultir and druid flight form, which is
2: so creepy. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like looks... a wicker wicker falcon crossed with like a, a harpy skeleton. It
3: looks like a. Corned buzzard made out of buzzard, de- That's what I was Made out that. of dead trees. Yes. I,
2: I would
1: have actually described it as like a giant raven skull perched on a body made out of carved driftwood. Yeah. But anyway, you want to look at it. Th- this thing is creepy AF. Um, it, it, it's sort of amazing how they've managed to make every cult here in Druid form look really sinister and dark, considering that they're really all. Just what you might find if you went to a craft fair in a particularly bad part of the world. <laughs> but no, they all look horrifying. Courtesy um, the, of the world's worst Michaels. <laughs> yeah, it's like seriously. I we, love it though. It's so good. Yeah, the, the I've I am not a big druid player. I never have been. I have one druid that I've leveled anywhere near the top, and honestly, I've never really thought the druid forms are that interesting. But oh my god. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Kul and Zandalar forms, but they're amazing, and they're really distinctive. The first time druid forms have been really distinctive since Trolls got druid forms, and they had the technicolor technicolor, uh, tiger form.
2: And even then, those were still like – you could tell it was a druid. These, it's like – I mean obviously you can tell it's a druid because they are so unique, but – I don't know. I really hope that Blizzard goes back to the other druid forms or other druid races, rather, Um, which I think they said, yeah, you know, we've kind of um, opened up the or like reduced the limitations, the internal limitations kind of with these like they're not as strict internally about looking all the same. And I really hope they kind of follow through on that and don't um, don't keep all the old druid forms the same because these are just so good.
1: I think um, I don't. I think maybe it was Anne who described the Call uh, Terrace uh, cat form as as being like one of the most, like it's it's still kind of a cat, but it totally isn't. Yeah. And and it's just like that's when I started thinking about. I I think like the classic Druid form should stay on Night Elves. Night Elves should more or less still have those forms because they make sense for Night Elves. They have. They the do, kind
2: of- but Night Elves players would be very mad if they didn't get some sort of update and understandably so
1: upgraded certainly like you would want to yeah be, for one thing they should look more like a night saber um yeah and the, you know but but you know the Gilneans you probably shouldn't monkey too much with but Toren and and trolls i definitely think you could do some stuff with to make them more unique i i've always thought that Torin should have kodo's like instead, Ooh, that would be cool. instead of a bear form, have a big kodo form and just smash into people with it. But yeah, the the cultirus forms are great. The Zandalar forms were already great. I'm um, really excited about these guys. It was
3: sort of funny too because like the other day I was wandering around in D'Zara lore which is basically the big horde troll capital on Zandalar. It's it's the horde equivalent of Boralis, right? Yeah. big pyramids, stuff all over the place. And I'm running around, doing things, looking around at stuff, and all of a sudden I saw, like, this little, it looked like a little chunky kind of raptor thing that went running by. Just, like, running by. And I was like, what is that? Is that part of a quest? I don't... And then I targeted it, and when I targeted it, I realized it was a troll druid NPC.
2: Oh, really?
3: Yeah, just, just running around. But running around in the raptor form. <laughs> like...
2: That's so cool. The the forms are just And at first amazing. I thought
3: it was like some beast of burden that had gotten away from somebody and then I'm like, oh no, that's a druid. Wow, that's weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah.
3: it's, awesome. but like in a really cool way. <laughs> it was just well, I mean, a double take. <laughs>
1: do you remember when we played you remember Mists when they had the dinomancer mobs inside a, uh, I I think it's yeah, the yeah, Throne yeah. Thunder? Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I love about these druid forms is they're very reminiscent of those dinomancers, like ones that could turn into dinosaurs or make summon dinosaurs. And I'm really they're not all dinosaurs. They have a a pterodon type flying form of pterodax and they have a kind of a moonkin form that's sort of really messed up. And
2: that's that's the other thing I was going to say is that the moonkin form is nothing like a moonkin. That we've known in the past, yeah. Like
1: well, we don't, we don't even have a Kul Tiras
2: moonkin form yet. No, no, no moon the, but I the, the Zandalari moonkin uh, form.
1: The Zandalari one is really weird. It looks vaguely like a, an arakoa. I think it's an arakoa yeah. skeleton. It, but they, yeah, it is. It's the skeleton. just
3: creepy, but it's cool looking. Like they're all they're both the Kul Tiran and the Zandalari ones are really really cool and distinct visually. And I yeah, I, I do want them to kind of go back and maybe readdress because like the Torin in particular. I, they made eh? they made it a point they made it a point way back when when they went over the druid forms initially you know when they redid all the druid forms like yeah. they did the bottle yeah, yeah. updates and everything they made it a point to give them like a visually distinct like color palettes and things like that and obviously with the dark spear they went way out with like the neon colors and all of that um, but there's still it almost feels like there may be like other animals that are more appropriate for the different
1: yeah, I definitely ones. think that, yeah. I definitely think that for Torin, you could throw in some Kodo or something. For uh, yeah. for trolls, you could definitely have... The fact that the, the Xandalar are the ones getting all the dinosaur forms makes sense, but it's not like regular trolls aren't into dinosaurs too.
3: I do like, like yeah. that they made the concession with trolls, like with troll druids, where the flight form, it isn't a bird. Yeah, it's the it's the best that that makes sense like from a lore standpoint. They they don't like birds. (laughs) They do not really have they don't like the birds.
1: (laughs) It's actually interesting that that they you know, one of the forms that the uh the druids have, um, we're talking about various other forms. Their where aquatic form in particular is just like a nightmare fuel thing. And it's all the (laughs) Culterous ones are the best (laughs) in my opinion, the Culterous ones are the most united in look of any of them. They yes. have the best, yes. the most continuity between forms. They all look like something horrible just happened. Like every single one of them is like, oh, none of these things are. If you see that, you think, oh, hey, it's that thing. You're like, oh, God, no, it's that. every single yeah. one of them.
2: So all the
3: other druids are like, yay, we love nature. Let's skip through the woods. And the culture yeah. are kind of like, what can we? what can we cobble together from the dead pieces of this
1: forest? Yeah, yeah. it's like the Kaltiris <laughs> Druids are seriously like a typo negative song come to life. They're, it's they're awesome.
3: Just... It's so cool. But we should probably talk about something um, else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real,
2: real quick, this does kind of remind me when we were talking about like unique Druid forms for the uh, the different races. Um, it, there was a, a new Night Elf model that kind of made its way to the files that looks <gasps> exactly like the armor from the original opening cinematic for World of Warcraft. Yeah, you yeah, were um, talking about that. Yeah. The
3: loincloth with the yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: it's actually on archers in both did you guys have you guys done the scenario recently? Nah. The, the opening I, scenario? The last time the I did delight.
3: it was several weeks ago. I haven't seen the updated okay. version. So the last
1: time I did it, I'm pretty sure that I saw that armor on the on the, the Darnassian archers.
3: All of, yeah, all of the archers in that scenario basically any of the night elf archers, they have that. And it's male and female.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the the male one actually I'm going to even say this the male one's actually a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is unusual in World of Warcraft in my opinion. Uh, it has kind of this nice bandolier across the chest that looks really nice.
2: Yeah. My but, my yeah, point they, with this though was that, you know, obviously they're they're updating the NPCs and it's like, "Oh cool, it's a nice throwback." But then there are people who are like, "Huh, this would be a really cool heritage armor set, you know, if if they added those for night elves." And, you know, Ian Has a to say that they don't exactly have the time to go back and do that. But the armor's there. Like, I don't know if that NPC model is like one spe- one strict model where the armor pieces aren't actually distinct, or if those are actual armor pieces that they can put on any Night Elf form, or Night Elf model, rather. Um, but
1: that's, it, that's a it, would be,
2: it would be interesting if they actually went back and uh, did heritage armor for all the original races. And some of them, you know, obviously the Night Elves are very distinct in the opening cinematic. Some of them, I'm curious if they would go with that cinematic aesthetic or if they would try something different. But it is yeah. it's Here's cool Here's what it's cool I want to, to see.
3: Think. Here's what I want to see. And I don't know if we're going to get it, but um, I hope that somebody at Blizzard is listening and they make this happen. Every person I have encountered in Kul Tiras has the best clothing I have ever seen on a model in World of Warcraft. Every troll out there in Zandalar has amazing armor sets like they just look really 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 cool I would like all of that gear to be available for purchase somewhere even if it's not like an armor set of gear just as like cosmetic stuff put a cosmetic clothing vendor somewhere in both of these capital cities you know I mean, slap some gold value on it. I don't care. I have a lot of gold. I will <laughs> I will slap down I will I will grind out earn, slap down any gold amount required so that I can add these things to my wardrobe because they look so good. <laughs> I just it, yeah. it's 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 so much of a departure when I go back and I look at the models like from classic I still like the models from Classic because a lot of them are, you know, they're visually distinct. They're bef- from before the days where they started introducing armor sets that were very much, um, you could mix and match the different pieces and it wouldn't look too out of place. So like clown yeah. suit era. I appreciate the clown suit era gear just because there is such a wide variety. So you can kind of mix and match it wherever. The culturist cool stuff is such a far cry from that. It's like you can't even compare the two. You can't even. They've come so far with all of this stuff. But I want. I I seriously, I want the. I want those cosmetic options, even if you don't make them armor. You don't have to make them armor. You don't have to put stats on them. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Just make them stuff I can add for transmog, please. Just please. (laughs) They're so good.
2: And that's one of the things I wanted since mists and challenge modes is more things that reward just cosmetic sets like full sets as rewards for things and we do have a couple and it's not like that idea was abandoned with mist but i, I think they could utilize it a lot more than that. i have.
3: don't even need a cosmetic set i'm talking about just buy each piece piecemeal make that the gold yeah, okay sink. i would That's be much fair. more likely to spend thousands and thousands of gold on individual pieces of cosmetic armor than drop in five million for an auction house vendor like, Agree. Well, yeah. Before and I'm not the Blizzard only to... one I am not the only one There are so many people out there that are just nuts about the cosmetic stuff
1: Before Ian convinces Blizzard to make it So that I never have gold again uh, Let's talk <laughs> about Before the Storm Because that's released as of yesterday As we're recording this If you're listening to it uh, as we record it live That was yesterday yes. And if you're listening to it on the site that will be like what, tomorrow? Yep yeah. So yeah, it's either no, uh, yesterday or two days day ago. after.
2: Tomorrow. It, it came. It came out this week. Uh, we're not going to go into spoilers. This podcast though, so don't will break.
3: be released on oh. the site on Friday. But yeah. we will
1: tell you that this the book is available uh, in Kindle form. Uh, book on tape recorded by Josh Keaton. Audio um, Who is you know the no, yeah book I, on yeah. tape nobody does tape. I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. I still call them that. Rewind uh,
2: the tape, Sonny. Let's listen but, uh, to that soundtrack. Put it in the
3: eight track player. The, anyway, the, the voice
1: <laughs> the voice actor for Anduin in in uh Battle for Azeroth and in previous ones as well. Uh, Josh Keaton is doing the he's reading the uh, audiobook for us, so that's cool. Uh, or you can get the book itself, the paper book. I I got mine on Kindle because I have you know the bad eyes so it's easier for me to read stuff with the high contrast i can give it on the kindle uh without a review and without spoilers i will say that if you like world of warcraft you want to pick this book up
3: if you have at all been a fan of any of christy golden's previous warcraft novels this is her best one like hands down this is her best one (laughs) i i i I did a review on the website. There is a spoiler-free review available if you want to give that a look over. Um, If you're still kind of wondering what the book is all about, we also have an exclusive excerpt from Delray Publishing that we put up, and that's still... Go back and read that on the website. Um, I almost hesitate to say this because... The show, this show won't be released to like full public until Friday, at which point it'll be over. But if you're listening on Twitch right now, or if you happen to be uh, listening to the uncut show on Patreon later today, we are running a contest. We're giving away five copies of Before the Storm. It is U.S. only, but you can enter it on the website. Uh, the contest ends at midnight tomorrow night, and we will put a reminder up on the website for people so they don't forget about it. I'll probably Mid- put that midnight. Up there Is
2: that midnight central on Thursday?
3: It's 11:59 p.m. Thursday central.
2: Okay.
3: So, um I'll be drawing the winners on Friday. So when this when this podcast goes live on the website, I'll already be drawing and contacting the five winners. Sorry guys, but that's okay. We will put another reminder out there. However, if you haven't if you haven't entered yet and you are in the United States, um Go put in your entry because you could win a free copy of the book, courtesy of Del Rey. Yay! Thank you, Del Rey.
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah. got a very pretty cover too. Um, like
3: also, for those wondering, we are recording Lore Watch this weekend. We will be talking about this book. That's all we're going to be talking about is this book. <laughs> so, if you have any questions for Lore Watch, and you can include spoiler questions, we're going to have spoiler warnings on the show here, there, and everywhere. So. Um, send those to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and just put lore watch in the subject line and you can send us your battle for, or excuse me, battle for Azeroth. You're before the storm questions. That's what we're did, talking did about. Did we talk
1: week. about, did we talk about the Windrunner con- cartoon the last time was that out yet? Um, yeah, con- we did.
3: Yeah, we covered okay. it. Yeah,
2: we
1: did. Okay, good. So, yeah. All right. Um, also, since we're talking about top stories and so forth, Blizzard didn't have much of a presence at E3 this week which is fine. Everybody else was there, and Blizzard has their own convention. And they're going to be at Gamescom this year as well. So that's usually Gamescom or BlizzCon is usually where Blizzard drops their big stuff. But they did have one lore panel um, today. I actually just got done watching it before the show. Um, it was Matthew Mercer hosting. If you watch Critical Role or know who McCree is, that's Matthew Mercer, that it's guy.
2: It's noon.
1: Uh, also, they had Steve Danuser, who's the like senior... Um, He's, I can't remember his title. It's like senior. He's, a se-
3: he's senior narrative designer.
1: Thank you, senior narrative designer over there. He's, Morgard, uh, Steve Daniels has been working on games for years. I just found out today that he worked on Kingdoms Vomalur and I had a, a little nerd explosion. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, also, they had Terran Gregory there. If you don't know who Terran is, c- come on. He did the Rathgate cinematic. He's been there for years. He, he's a, he's, he's almost a legend in terms of cinematic stuff for World of Warcraft. Uh, and they had Christy Golden, who we just were talking about. And the three of them talked about not... They didn't really get into any Battle for Azeroth specifics, um, but they did talk about how they go about weaving the story between the various media that Blizzard does, which was an interesting conversation because one of the things they talked about was the size of the teams. Um, Christy's team is like about 15 people, but she has meetings with people from everybody across the game. So she ends up having like meetings with dozens of people a week. Uh, Steve said something like the equivalent of, his team, there's there's like 20 quest designers alone. There's something like a couple hundred encounter designers uh, that he works with. And Terran, you know, Terran works with design teams from like every Blizzard franchise. It, it's really interesting to see how they do it. How they get the story from, you know, okay, we're doing this stuff in the game. Now we need a tie-in book. How is that going to work? Is it going to be a novel or a comic? Um, or is it going to be a cinematic? And one of the things Taryn said that was interesting is that they're going to be doing in the, in the ramp up to battle for azeroth they're going to be doing stuff they haven't done before uh and keep in mind that he mentioned the uh the you know the 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 2.5d movies that we saw in legion and in warlords uh like if you know if you're thinking what i'm talking about the big Gul'dan video where he like you find out you know wh- when he his village he came from and so forth that's what the kind of thing they talked about they talked about how they're going to be doing something they've never done before so that's interesting.
2: I want to see what that is pretty badly.
1: Did you guys get a chance to watch it?
2: I I did not. I did see that they're, they also have a few surprises in store, I guess, leading up to Legion, which ties into my theory that maybe the global launch is to make sure that everybody sees something at once, rather than it going out in Europe and America having it spoiled. But That's,
1: Certainly, that seemed to be one of the possibilities. They talked about how hard their team is working on that and how it's a new way to do that. And did you get a chance to see it? I did
3: not because my house blew up today. Well, it didn't <laughs> blow up, but
2: yeah, okay. there oh, are a I lot remember- of... Outlying... And podcasts, no matter what, you guys. There's Even a lot of up...
3: outlying issues going on right now, including somebody digging up stuff and under the house right now.
2: Probably, I don't help. know. The, the <laughs> panel was like an hour before the show. So. The, panel was, yeah, yeah. the panel was
1: literally just an hour before the show, and it only lasted half an hour. So. No, I, I fully that...
3: intended to sit down, and I'm going to go back and watch it, because I want to go... I, I actually I, I do want to go back and see it. It's just, uh, things Crazy. started out kind of hairy today, and they haven't gotten much better, so...
1: Yeah. One of the things they did talk about before we move on, I will say this. They were talking about character deaths in particular. And one of the yeah, points. Baby one of the points one of the points that Taryn made was that sometimes in like when they were doing Legion, you, you they get they, they decide to make a decision. They're like, We're gonna do something completely horribly brutal and I'm terrified and excited. Uh and he made the point that sometimes characters die and it's unfair and not really a death worthy of the character because that's how death works in war. People die and it's not you know you weren't ready and you didn't. okay.
3: Yeah.
1: So that's that's I think interesting going into Battle for Azeroth because we know Vol'jin's story isn't done and there's going to be more Vol'jin in Battle for Azeroth even though he's dead and he is dead. He's not coming back. There's not going to be zombie Mulgien. There's not going to be Death Knight Volgen. I'm there's just not reminded
3: be... of the battle or the the thing from BlizzCon last year where they had like look at the familiar characters you'll see and it had them pop up on the screen and then they had like. A little an urn, urn, an urn pop up from yeah. Vol'jin, and I'm like, oh, that's a low blow,
2: man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: not gonna be it's, that. Vuljurn it's uh, is yeah. how I like to. It's like not to. gonna be like Sylvanas using Vulgin's body like a like a ventriloquist dummy to talk to people. No, <laughs>
2: I would I mean, so. I wouldn't put it that. past her, but that's not. Gonna uh, be I be. would love that. Oh, dark lady. Oh, yeah.
1: So if you you know if you're interested in Wild lore, when the, when the video on demand comes up, you should see if you can catch it because it was interesting. It was short. But uh, one of the things that was cool is they talked about how they've matured in terms of storytelling over the few years and how they're they going to be making more use of the technology that they used at the end of the uh, opening of Antorus when your character got to actually stride up and face um, Aggram, Aggramar. Aggramar yourself. That's something they want to do more with. And they, t- they specifically addressed that as something that they think was a high watermark for them technologically. So And,
2: and screenshot-wise, funny screenshots. You, you can never discount those.
3: I'm just feeling because yeah. I'm still stuck back on Sylvanas using fold, and I'm picturing like weekend at Bernie's only.
2: <laughs> hey, man! I'm back to lead the horde.
3: <laughs> the
2: forsaken are the best. It's just terrible. dark, dark lady, Put
3: you're... a pair of on him.
1: Problem dark lady, <laughs> your 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 troll accent is truly awful. Please don't do that again. <laughs> God, but I no, it's one, so badly. one of the things that, touching on what. Uh, um, Mitch just said. One of the things Matt Mercer said is that if at all possible, when you are in one of those cinematics where you, you know, if something epic is happening and you're standing next to an important lore figure, try to be in the worst transmog you possibly can. I yes. know,
3: I just use the egg toy. Oh, that, that works. <laughs> so it's a giant egg. <laughs>
2: um, I mean sorry, that, or, t-
3: or the one where you've got, like, the little dragon the little the, the one that makes yeah. you look like a little dragon costume type thing that one is fun to do
2: <laughs> someone in chat pointed out the uh VOD is up already so
1: okay good so don't, don't
2: stop watching the show right now but like you know, maybe afterwards
1: all right um we should probably also talk about heroes of the storm because uh from what i understand from complaints on twitter yorel is live
2: yes she is <laughs> uh as, as is the alterac event i don't think the battlegrounds actually live until next week but uh, the event started where... It's very similar to the, the Luchador, whatever, pick-your-side event, um, where you had to pick between Lunara and Sonya, I believe it was. Um, Sonya pick Alliance or Horde? Yeah, you pick Alliance or Horde. Like, you log in, and it's like, hey, pick your side. You don't get to change this. And then uh, there's rewards based on, you know, what side you pick, like the Alterac Ram versus the Frostwolf, I believe, um, and various stages of rewards. But Urel is... Also live, as you mentioned, and reception to her has not been great. I've I have seen some people that absolutely love her. Um I've seen a lot more people that think she just kind of feels clunky or awkward or I, I don't know exactly, but having the wind up um on... She doesn't
3: seem to be the kind of character that's like one of those fast response you push the button and the thing happens.
2: Yeah, I believe uh, Alex mentioned on Twitter People who are actually picking the talent build that has her go, like, support, even though she's a warrior, um, having a talent build where she can heal better and having her kind of stick to a more support role because then she's not quite the same fodder. Uh, uh, well, yeah, somebody wants.
1: like somebody I was talking to on Twitter who's an extremely positive, upbeat person who's never upset uh, was basically talking about how uh, Urel is very easy to lock down. Like, you can just keep her from doing anything. Because not just because she has the long channel time, but because she's slow when she's using it, like it slows her down. Yeah,
2: that's that's one of the the big things that even when she was on the PTR, people were saying, "Eh, I don't know how this feels, because every time every one of her abilities, we talked about this a little last week, but every ability has a channel time. And the longer you channel, the more damage or healing or whatever it does. But you're slowed during the entire channel. See, to Um, me,
3: it sounds like you're spending, while you're playing her, you're spending more time waiting for her to be able to do something than actually doing the things.
2: And her her trait, I I think it's up every 10 seconds, uh, makes it so you don't have to channel and it's at full strength. But outside of that, every ability is, hey, you're moving slow and you're channeling, which it's unique. It's kind of cool. But she's one of In those heroes. In comparison
3: to everybody else, though, I imagine it feels really disjointed.
2: Yeah, exactly. And she is one of the few heroes where I highly suspect she will get a buff post-launch rather than a nerf, um, just because. Which she... is
3: weird, because usually it's the other way around.
2: Yeah, and and maybe maybe it won't be so much a as like so much a numbers buff, um, as it will be changing how she feels i I don't know though because like her whole kit is built around this idea of channeling and being slowed while you channel so maybe they will reduce
3: the amount that she is slowed
2: yeah
1: or not quite as
3: pokey slow i I was thinking
1: they i was thinking they might actually tweak both they might reduce the time on the channel a bit and then Mm -hmm. reduce the the amount she's slowed or the duration of the slow to some degree some, so. Something's got to
2: be me, done though because yeah, she has not had just, great reception.
3: Yeah. To me, it just sounds like playing a character that's perpetually lagged.
2: Yeah. Even if your uh, connection
3: is fine, and that's just how yeah. the character plays. That doesn't sound super fun. I. The idea sounds really intriguing. Like when they introduced it and did the whole video, uh, you know, showing yeah, how, oh, how it and worked. It looked yeah. really cool. But and uh, in, in theory, it is pretty cool. But in actual gameplay especially in comparison to other heroes who can do just as much damage, if not more, but feel better to play, why would you want to pick her?
1: Yeah. That's unfortunate because Yrel is awesome.
3: Yeah, she is.
2: Yeah, and uh, Alex, I think, again, was saying when she first premiered, the Heroes of the Storm team seemed to be doing her, no pun intended, more justice than the WoW team. Like, she, her whole backstory for Heroes of the Storm is the Alliance needs her. She shows up to kick some butt and yeah uh, it's too bad she's not kicking as much butt as uh, we'd hoped
1: alright um, also one last thing before we move on to some emails uh, I guess Overwatch is uh, stage one of the of the you know Overwatch League is this week it, it is, ends the, this last, week. It is yeah, the
3: last of it. week of stage four last week of season one and yeah all the final matches are going off this week and then they'll be doing the playoffs and the finals and everything else out in New York City which should be great I think they said it was sold out already. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, there's a lot going on, and a lot of these teams are really, really, really close in terms of standings. So almost every match that's being played this week is really important in determining who's actually going to advance and who's not. Um, And and
2: the Shanghai is not... You know, they're not in that situation, but it is important to see if they'll win one in all of the whole first stage.
3: Yeah, the thing is, is like, Shanghai has two games left to play, and they're playing against the Gladiators and the Shock. And both, well, especially the Gladiators, but the Shock too, both of them have been absolutely dominating since the meta changed at the beginning of the stage so it's like oh god
2: with yeah the brief meta is just decimating teams and i
3: don't i don't i don't know if shanghai's going to be able to pull it off and even if they don't pull it off if they go through season one without a single win under their belt i'm okay with that and the reason that i'm okay with that is that they have been exceptionally fun to watch even even winless they have been fun to watch because they started out at such a low point and the progression that they have made as a team at you know working together obviously they still have other things that they need to work out and focus on but the team that they are now is such a far stretch from the team that they were at the beginning of the season so I'm just looking forward to seeing them come back like see what happens yeah. during in the off season see if they come back during season two see what their roster is like see how they've improved because i i don't expect that we're going to see a winless season two for these guys i really don't um and it's been a joy to watch them even even if they aren't winning they've just been a joy to watch (laughs) you can't help but root for them
2: (laughs) every every time they play
3: every time they play especially now every time they play the the crowd there over at the arena is just going nuts
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I I really want to see them win, but like you said, these are particularly tough matches, and they have come so so close in previous matches that they they probably could yeah, have don't had let the
3: don't let don't let the whole win loss ratio fool you. They have been winning maps on different teams, and they've yeah, been yeah, winning maps yeah. on really strong teams. It's just that they haven't been able to pull off the, the three series. two or the four or five. You know, they haven't been able to pull that off just yet. Um, so. I don't know. We'll see where they go from here. I've I've really enjoyed watching them. I've enjoyed watching all of them actually. It's gonna be weird not having Overwatch going on every Overwatch League going on every week once the finals are over. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna to have to like chill yeah. my thumbs
2: until it shows up again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's news. I always feel bad because I don't have as much to say about Overwatch League because I don't watch it.
2: Real quick, doesn't Diablo's new season start this week? Or is it next week?
1: I believe it's next
2: week. It's not this week. Season fourteen. Oh, it's not this week. Season fourteen. Oh, okay. Maybe I was thinking season fourteen instead of June fourteenth. No,
1: it it is. Yeah, it's season fourteen. It isn't. It isn't this week. Oh. Okay. Uh, Never mind then. But it is coming. So you know, if you have, you know, yay, Diablo, Diablo season fourteen is coming. Read is good. You should play that. Uh, but right now we're now going to move on to some emails. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at com with the subject line podcast of blizzardwatch so we know it's for this show. Uh, Anne usually reads them for us, so she's going to do that for us now. She doesn't mind.
3: I do mind. My- no, i
1: <laughs> At this point, you know, if you say no, I don't know what happens. I-
3: Dear <laughs> <It's-> watchers, <laughs> I just still sit have there. A- uh, no, I okay. guess so- I have to read them. Sorry, guys. <laughs> First email is from Idina, who's a proud patron from TerraCar EU, who says, Dear Watchers, I still have alts at level 100, and I want to get all of them at 102 to get their artifacts before Battle for Azeroth so I can transmog them later. Do I have to get them all to 102 before the pre patch date or the date before Battle for Azeroth launch? I'm on about the base looks of the artifacts, not the Mage Tower looks. I don't think you have to be 102 to get your artifact. Do you? Oh, well, I guess to get uh, all three, yeah. To
2: get all three, but you can unlock every single artifact appearance except the mage tower appearance post-Legion. Yeah. Everything is going to be, so you, you don't have to worry about getting them all. You don't even have to worry about, like, if there's a class you have never leveled, you don't have to worry about leveling it until ever, basically, if you don't you care about the mage back. tower appearance.
3: When when you play through Legion content again on an alt or whatever, you can go back. The only one you can't get is that Mage Tower one, the base yeah. Mage Tower. So
1: if you're like playing through Battle for Azeroth and you decide, I want to have a Zandalari Druid, you can get the Artifact Appearances for the Zandalari Druids, at least the starting ones you should have absolutely no problem getting.
2: Yeah. Correct. Um, really quickly to interject before the next question, though. Mm-hmm. Diablo season does start this week. It starts Friday night. Oh, okay. So if you're listening to the podcast, it starts... Tonight? But yeah, it's it's this week. So if you're interested in Diablo Seasons, yay, Diablo Seasons.
3: Alright. Um the next email that's here, I think we're going to um let's just go ahead and punt that over to Lore Watch because that one's involving before the storm. So Yeah, I saw that and was... we'll do that, okay? Uh third email though says Greetings, Blizzard Watch Triad. I was wondering why, when playing as a paladin and going to my class hall through the portal in Dalaran, which is right next to the priest portal, that I cannot see the priest portal. If I remember correctly, at one point, a questline made it visible and I had to use it. I kind of assumed it would always be visible after that, but no, it disappeared again. Meanwhile, I've always been able to see the paladin's portal while on my priest. Is this just a, is a portal visible flag the developers overlooked, or is there a lore reason here? Your podcast make my days brighter, long-time listener and fan. Serbius, hi US. US.
1: Uh, I don't think it's that they, there's a, you're not supposed to see the priest's portal again after that first quest. You only got to see it for that quest. Yeah. That quest wasn't, you weren't permanently going to get to see it. They very deliberately don't make the various portals and other ways to get to the class order halls visible to characters of other classes as an example um on my warrior there's a giant column of light that lets me jump up to skyhold nobody else can see it like i remember when we were first Is doing it out there stuff.
3: on the landing
1: yeah yep. yeah I remember there's when, also we there's doing... also
2: several in the different zones to go yeah you know from the zone to skyhold
1: and i remember because we were doing when we first were doing leveling stuff before we stopped doing it uh i remember like somebody i think it was liz said what just happened to rossi because i jumped to skyhold <laughs> and yeah, we knew why i you know how that happened I'm like oh no i can i can do that anytime i want just jump up
2: yeah so if anything me- priest seeing the paladin portal is a bug
1: no, the priest never did. The paladin saw the priest portal for one quest because the paladin order hall campaign, I, I know because I did it. The paladin order hall campaign, you have to go save the priests because priests are incapable of saving themselves and need to be saved by paladins.
2: OK, it's That's, it's the opposite way for priests, though. And yeah. uh, I know
1: the, I was just being yeah, rude
2: because you're here. Yeah, no, Serbius is saying Serbius can see the paladin's portal on the priest. And but I he think can't see it
1: anymore. That's no. Point. He can.
2: He can still see it. He can't see the priest portal on on, or he or she on their paladin oh, okay i understand what you're saying all right yeah so i see believe- it
3: on one side but not on the other yeah, yeah you're I not supposed to see it
2: either it. way yeah as the priest if you're seeing the paladin portal i think it's a bug again both portals get revealed during the the quest chains so i guess we can only speculate at this point like but I, i'm assuming it's you shouldn't be able to see it after that but who knows we you know maybe blizzard was like hey they went there once now they can see the portals lore wise but just can't use them it, I really don't know
3: basically there's no real lore reason why people can and can't see other class hall entrances like if you go out to um I don't remember what it's called landing? is landing mm-hmm. yeah is that where the flight yeah, paths, paths are land. okay Crassus yeah. is landing you can see the structure there for like the shaman order hall it's kind of off to the side you can see the structure there but you can't actually see the portal itself unless you're on a shaman
2: Oh, I think I can see the portal on my priest. I can't just click it. If
3: you can see the portal, it's okay, but you can't click on it or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just wondering if maybe it's the priest thing.
3: Each class and each class order hall has its own entrance, and some of them are in Dalaran in various places, and some of them are kind of hidden away. I know the warlock one, you very specifically have to, like, go down the back entrance to, like, the basement under Dalaran, as it were. With the rogue one, you specifically have to talk to an NPC to open the way to click your way through to a door, so that you can get down into the sewer where we all hang out, because that's what <laughs> rogues do. <laughs> do.
2: Do do sewer time. With, and the, with the death hunters, knight one,
3: yeah. with hunters, you have to there. There's a bird that you talk to that will fly you directly out to your class hall. Um, with death knights, death knights is a spell you cast. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's just there death, it's, you just use death your, de- your death gate and you can use your death gate anywhere and it'll take you to your class hall um uh, demon hunters i think you have to like launch yourself off the side of Dalaran, and there's like a little island there with a yeah, portal the, so you get the where floating you
2: need to go. the floating island like if you head from crassus's landing to uh, the broken shore yeah you just um, fly down that floating, floating island, island yeah it has a portal though for demon hunters and they yeah. can actually go through it's yeah. actually
1: interesting because like, you know, like we're talking about the some of them have like actual physical locations you go to like the the rogue one has an actual bookcase type thing. But well, some there's of them a book is bookcase
3: just... and there's two doorways and you have to talk to an NPC so that you can actually like open those paths.
1: Yeah. And so it's I think the basic premise was they just didn't want to clutter up Dalaran with all these different like, you That's know, That's like, yeah. you know, if everybody had to see all the warrior things shooting down, because they're columns of light, they're very distinctive. If everybody could see them, they'd be like, oh, my God, where are these things? And they have they don't just have one in Dalaran. They've got one in Dalaran. They've got one in Suramar. They've got one in um, Stormheim. Every,
2: every zone you can teleport to as a warrior, they have a, a return. Which or, is all the like, basically all the leveling zones plus
1: Suramar plus the Broken Shore. The only place that doesn't have it that you're going to go to is Argus, and that's because Argus has its own portal that takes you to yeah. the Vindicar. That Vindicar portal everybody can see, but you know everything else is you know they, they don't want to you know, be cluttering up everything. I've noticed like actually now that we're talking about this. I've noticed I can see the Paladin portal on my warrior. But I can not do anything. in there.
3: To, yeah. I haven't actually like gone in there to look at it. Cause it's out of the way. It's sort of like the warlock one. I don't know if any of my characters can see the warlock one because I don't go down that. In- yeah, I, that I don't go sense. over to that part of the city. So
1: on, on the Alliance side, I know that for a fact that the Paladin portal, it's where the PVP stuff used to be. If you go past the, where the trainers used to be and, and now they have portals to various. Oh, is it over places. in the back? Yeah, it's okay. it's right it's right in front of that like it's like a sea tank. That's how the
2: horde side works too.
1: Yeah, I haven't done the horde. Like my the only horde, the horde character I have. It's the horde one was like up well, the stairs
3: in, in that well, little area. Well, okay. it's
2: okay. It's one of the PVP sides. Like where you uh, used to
3: queue for the battlegrounds.
2: Yeah, it's it's the one to the RAF. right. Like yeah. there were two different sides. To the left was how you get to um Wintergrasp. Wintergrasp and then to the right was just different battleground portals. It's it's off to the right.
1: Yeah, the, the the warrior the the alliance side one is basically just you go by the tr- where the trainers used to be, and it's straight up there.
2: So, but
1: regardless, I've seen
3: it. Regardless, it might just
1: be that the paladin portal is just visible to everybody because nobody can go use it anyway. It's, I don't know.
3: It's it's not really worth spending a ton of time talking about though because regardless, it's just visual clutter. They're just eliminating visual clutter. So, like the column of light, you don't see the column of light because that's a lot of visual clutter that you don't need unless you're a warrior. <laughs> so, so yeah, sh- there's everything nothing was there. Read like... into it. There's nothing to read into it. There's no lore reason behind any of this. Um, it's, it's just something that happens. I, I don't really think that there's like anything any deeper meaning here.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think we should try to figure that out for the rest of the show.
3: No. Let's go ahead and go into another question, okay? (laughs) This one doesn't have a name on it. Doesn't have a name on it. Just sad, but that's okay. It's a good question. It says, Hello, Watchers. Illidan says to Zira that the Legion's End is all he seeks. And she replies with, My child, you've given so much for so little. If that is what was little, what do you think would have happened after Antorus if Illidan had actually chosen the light? Hoping to hear your theories.
2: Ooh.
1: Uh, it's interesting because i don't think illidan would have picked you know stranding himself in antorus for in, in the uh, seat of the pantheon forever giving uh sargeras what for if he were though no, a creature of the light i don't think that would have been his choice so would sargeras still be trapped i, I don't it's know it's just
3: kind of interesting that zera considers all of the power that illidan managed to amass after consuming the skull of Gul'dan and doing everything else that he's done, she considers that very little.
1: Yeah, but does she consider it little as in it's very little power or does she consider it very little reward for all the pain he had to go through?
2: I I, I took it as she considers the the destruction of the Legion to be ultimately insignificant. That's the thing that's little. He's given so much in, in the name of destroying the Legion and he might get it, but He's given so much in the name of something that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So what's Zera's grand scheme? Is it the light versus void battle that she's thinking? Hey, we need you for that instead. I feel
3: like I feel like there may have been something bigger that Zero was planning on doing like after Antorus was over. As long as like she got everybody
2: everybody to the light.
3: Everybody on board with it. I don't know. 'Cause Zera, Zera was one of those I hesitate to call her a character because she was just kind of like this floating wind chime. But she was a character and as such, she had her own motivations and reasons for doing things. And some of the things that she did or didn't do, like, oh, I don't know, tell Teralion that the Naru have a void fit because she completely omitted that. And there was an implication from Velen that that was not the only thing she omitted, yeah, that she didn't there's, tell him for that everything. Matter,
1: for that matter, we we know we know very little about Zera and her place in Naru society. We know that she was a Naru Prime, but we don't whatever know
3: whatever that means. Uh, yeah, we don't it know means what that, that means. She was one of the first ones created. Okay, and,
1: yeah. and there's certainly cert- seems to be a certain amount of like, Oros was her descendant, so Oros came along with a doll during that whole thing. So obviously, other Naru knew her, and she would have known them because. When when Velen sees um, the Xenodar, he recognizes it immediately because he'd seen it before. When the, the Lightforged Draenei broke off and joined the Army of the Light, they did that after the uh, the escape from Argus. There's There was a period of time where all these different Naru were together and all the Draenei were together. And then Zera picked a bunch and left. And we don't know why. We know she did it, quote unquote, to fight the Legion, but we don't know what her ultimate endgame is. There's a ton going on that we don't know.
2: Yeah, which so. th- this this isn't an answer. It's, it's kind of more, huh, there's a lot of pieces here we don't know. But if Zira had uh, an endgame that wasn't just the destruction of the Legion and she thinks that there's something much greater out there, uh, there's also that line in the Windrunner comics from the Void speaking to Illyria that says Sylvanas serves the true enemy, which Sylvanas does not serve the light. So the Void it would appear, has a true enemy that's not the Light, and the Light, it would appear, has a, a something planned for the future to fight. Maybe they think it's the Void, or maybe the Light and the Void both are having some even bigger fight against a greater threat, and they're trying to, you know, convert the other side so that there's, you know, a unified army, sort of oh an Alliance team up against something.
3: Oh no. Mm, I have so many things to for now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we've talked before about how it's like getting you know, a
3: brain freeze in the middle of the show when you do stuff like that, where it's all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, ideas, a wellspring. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: we we talked about the Shadowlands and stuff, so that's the kind of thing you should probably pay attention to. Lower watch for, but yeah. to me, I think for right now we can basically say we don't know what would have happened if <laughs> had really chosen. And world.
2: has ideas though, apparently. <laughs> I have
3: so many, so many. Okay. I need to do some more research. That's, that's, I'll just leave it at that. You're not going to see anything immediately <laughs> next week. I have some work to do.
2: To lighten the void, our larger entities, like the and Alliance.
3: No, that's not it. I don't think. No, okay. Let, let's do another email. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we have time uh... for one more, so let's go ahead and get one more under here this one is from Sivas of Dethicus who says greetings watchers i was hoping they'd update all the old world night elf architecture with the high def models in Azuna Suramar and Valshara particularly in Darnassus is there anything you'd like to see receive a high definition model Sivus of Dethicus well it be i
1: don't kind think of you i don't think Darnassus we're see a lot would of, be yeah.
3: that <laughs> yeah there'd be Maybe no when, point literally no point to doing when the that.
1: night elves are done turning lordaeron into new night elf land and yeah. completely expunging all trace of the forsaken never to return sure build some some stuff there Build that looks some really
3: like pretty that. temples out there yeah that'd be. but great.
1: uh in all sincerity no the night elves are going to be spending their time as refugees the forsaken will be spending their time as refugees good job sylvanas um and uh I, there is stuff i would like to see to get get more I mean, right now, Stormwind and Orgrimmar. I mean, if you don't like how Orgrimmar looks, that's that's you know, I understand that it doesn't look like it used to, no. and you might pre- prefer it old Orgrimmar. But I miss, at least... I
3: miss running in circles on the roof of the of, of the know. bank. That I know that was really the do.
2: gathering spot for everyone. That was,
3: that's yeah. where you went when you beat up Neltharion, and and you were like, yeah, we blackwig later. Or or
2: when you got Sulfurus for your guild, it's like, you'd go look, up there look, and
3: you'd run in circles around the bank and be like, ooh, look at my thing, it's really cool.
2: I remember going there on my guild
1: and we would just kill our way to the bank and then get up on top of it and just kill everybody who came at us. Yeah. Oh cuz you were yeah, yeah cuz you we were Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. But I remember us doing that cuz you could just jump right up to, onto it. Yeah. Yeah. I did also play Horde in, the, in Vanilla, but it was later in Vanilla. But anyway, like there's those cities are pretty much done, but I could definitely see, you know, um if we were going to I'd like to see just like texture updates. If the the Exodar I would like to see them actually be yes. done. They've they yes. said multiple times they're done rebuilding it. Show that. Stop having everything be broken and messed up. Okay, so you know when
3: you first go into the Exodar and you're going down the thing and there's those giant cracks in the floor, maybe address that. <laughs> I'm
1: just they had we've had ten years at this point, eleven years. Fix you know, fix it. If it's fixed, fix it. Show it be fixed. Um, um
2: I, I was gonna say that they are They're sort of doing this um, with Arathi, which, yeah, Arathi is is going to be the site of um, a warfront, so it it makes sense that they're doing it there. But like, make
3: Stromgarde look pretty.
2: Yeah, but outside of the warfront on the beta right now, Arathi has been updated. Like the tree textures are are better. The farms look cooler. Like th- there's, which is actually... great
3: because they yeah. never it that zone did not get touched in Cataclysm. Like a couple of quest chains kind of oh got no. rearranged a little bit, and there were a couple of NPCs that were added that weren't there previously. But it didn't really get the overhaul like everywhere else did. It got just enough yeah. so that you could fly over it without it w- looking weird.
2: So about it, the the chances of old world stuff being updated, I, I'm it's not off the table for sure like and i think it's you know unlimited resources blizzard would absolutely do it um I, I think the most likely scenario we'd see is with future warfronts wherever those may be we don't know but arathi's getting updates to reflect its warfront state both inside the warfront and outside um so if if we get a warfront in i don't know lockmodan maybe I, I don't know if we would get one there but you you get my point there there's a chance that they would update um old world stuff especially if we're getting a warfront there so hey where do you want to see warfronts most Because I think
3: as far as like textures and things like that just as like general model updates it would be nice if some of the like the brickwork and stuff in Stormwind got an update yeah, Some of it does look yeah. a little bit kind of old in terms of texture, like the, the uh, detail level of the textures that they're using on the buildings and things like They don't need to change like how the buildings are set up or anything, that's fine, the city layout is fine, just like maybe update the textures that are on those faces so that they look a little shiny. Yeah, and
2: it's it's hard to say, you know, at least for me, what can and can not be done easily yeah. Um. Because I know there are, you know, there are obviously textureless versions of the buildings. We've seen those before. So the outside. They look theoretically like putty.
3: gray, putty. So yeah, weird. but
2: like you'll notice in Battle for Azeroth, they have updated bear models, and because bear models are like one thing, as soon as they come up with one new bear model, they can apply that to all the existing bear models. Um. Whereas if it's a more unique architecture or building or something that you don't see everywhere they're probably less likely to do that just because it would be a lot of work for something that would only be noticeable in a specific area but who knows I would would say that
3: Orgrimmar doesn't need the same thing though the reason I say Stormwind and maybe even like Ironforge too those are original cities that haven't been touched at all like, they just haven't yeah. been touched. Uh, Stormwind has been touched a little bit, because obviously, you know, there's the new back area with, like, the graveyard and all of that. Like, all of that got touched up and re-added. And the park yeah, well, the I mean, destroyed, they, they originally
2: didn't have the harbor, they didn't have that graveyard area with no. the embassy. Stormwind's actually... I'm just talking I, about,
3: like, nothing, when you walk oh. through those main gates and you see those big statues, Yeah. those Trillion's statues no could use an update. Like, the brickwork could use an update. It just looks a little the 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 textures aren't quite as smooth as what you see walking through like I don't know Borealis or even even walking through Gilneas. Gilneas looks a lot more updated yeah. and modern than the stuff in Orgrimmar. Had a complete redesign, like from the ground up. So all the buildings are different and everything, and they actually look pretty sharp. They I don't think they need as much of a like an overhaul or anything. Um, maybe the structures out there by the Echo Isles, I think that those could probably use some kind of model update because they still they're using like the dated hut models and things like that from Classic. And same thing in Thunder Bluff. I think Thunder Bluff could probably use some just some visual work. Nothing major. Like I'm not talking about restructuring the city or anything like that. I'm literally talking about slapping a higher res texture model <laughs> on a thing. You know? Like that's And, and that's
2: the thing. I I'm curious if they would ever if if they would do that sort of thing, just mm-hmm. because, you know, if it's if it's not something that they can kind of show off in a lot of areas, but who knows? I mean, again, if we're talking unlimited re- resources, absolutely, I would love all of this.
3: Yeah. Um, that kind of wraps us up for emails, and because somebody mentioned it in the chat channel. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we should probably talk about that real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just going to mention there is a live Q and a tomorrow with Ian has Uh, if you're listening to the actual release of the show on Friday, it was yesterday. Go check out the VOD or our, you know, article about it because there will probably be one. <laughs> Depending but, on uh, what
2: information they release because those can be really hit or miss.
3: Yeah. But if you're listening to it right now, or if you're listening to it on Patreon a little bit later, uh, you can still submit questions, uh, you can submit your questions on Twitter using the hashtag Warcraft QA. No and it, sign, just QA. Is it,
2: is it Warcraft QA or WoW Q A?
3: It is Warcraft QA. Okay. And that QA is gonna go live at eleven AM Pacific, eight PM Europe, I guess. C E S T. Is that Europe? Central European no.
2: I don't know. What is C-E-S-T? Are
3: weird. What does it stand for? I'm sorry, guys. C- I'm in the United C- States.
1: If you're doing C E S T, that is Europe. Is Europe, I don't okay. know if it's I don't know the actual what the acronym means, but I do know it is Europe. I C- it was yes Central
3: State. European Standard Time, but I could be wrong. Anyway, 8 p.m. there, 11 a.m. Pacific here. So um, tune in for that He'll be answering questions about Battle for Azeroth beta And and Battle for Azeroth itself Not sure what those are going to be because Hey, you know, people are still submitting questions If you have a question, use the hashtag Or I believe there's a thread on the forums Where you can also submit your questions as well Uh, Not a lot of time to finish getting those in So if you have one Put it out there I I hope it's all about
2: PvP (laughs)
3: Central European summertime. Thank you, Sigmund, in the chat channel, who just pointed out what that was. All right. If that's actually the correct thing they might be pulling my leg (laughs) I don't know I'm from the United States I apologize folks I really do I need to learn these things better All right. so uh, that wraps us up for emails that also wraps us up for the show Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience
1: Thank you very much, Anne. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch so we know it's for the show. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be here next week.